Good morning, all Facebook family live and everyone that's viewing us this morning. Welcome you to House of Power Outreach. Those of you never uh, been to our church before, we welcome you to our online service and during this just a session. So it's our first time. So we're all excited. We've run around and making up a bunch of things to do, but we're excited to be here with you this morning uh, for what a beautiful day the Lord has made. We will, we shall rejoice and be glad in it today. And so we're, we're thankful to God. And even during a season of time of things that look like they're not going well, our God is still on the throne. He's faithful, faithful to the end. And, and we're going we're gonna to praise God. We're going to be obedient to what we're being told to do. And so we're going to uh, trust that God is going to move through this, ser- this service and this session that, that you will be uh, blessed. So if everyone would just bow their heads, I want to pray and and prepare our hearts. Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for uh, just blessing this time, Lord, that we want to come to you. We humble ourselves in your presence, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have your way this morning, and everything that we do, everything that is said, Lord God, that it glorifies you. We thank you, Lord God, that Jesus is the name above every name, that every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And Father, I decrease, you increase. Have your way in this service. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Even thanking you and Pastor Rita and I just are are just completely blessed about, you know, our church staff and just the ministry as whole. And and she sends her love and sends her... uh, just appreciation for all the body of Christ and and just to lift each other up and so during our service since it's a a little bit of a different time for us a different way that we're doing things um in our in our uh service of just being a blessing to someone and one another we want to honor God first and so if you uh, desire and and want to give to us uh into House of Power Outreach and into the church and into the ministry uh we welcome you to go to our our website at hopochurch.org. You can give uh, PayPal. You can give all the online ways of giving. And we'll actually, if you go to there, it will show you exactly how to do that. You can go to the giving button and and just let God uh, purpose in your heart what you should give. God loves cheerful givers. And so definitely give to your local church. (laughs) Bless your local church. And uh, we are glad to have you with us. But we also believe that God is faithful. God is is right there with us, and, and He's going to be the one that carry us through. So as you prepare your hearts of what you're going to give, even if it's not right now, I just want to pray and speak a word over you as you are, as God uh, blessing you and your opportunity to give. So pray with me again. Father, I thank you for each and every person here. That Lord is their opportunity to, to give unto you, Lord, that they bless you. It is about blessing the kingdom of heaven. And Father God, I thank you that you are the one that's going to be taking care of them. I pray, Father, for everyone that at this specific message and specific time may be wondering, God, where's it going to come from? How's my needs going to be met? Lord, I thank you for just ministering to hearts right now, bringing peace, delivering from anxiety and stress that you are, Father God, their provider that their job may have provided a paycheck, but you are their source and that you will always be there for them. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. And so we want to we rejoice in God and doing that as well. So during this time, we're going to jump into the message and, and we're going we're to 
preach about populate hope. We want, want folks to feel hopeful. I am a, generally a, a joyful person and love to walk around smiling. And, and, you know, just this time is where people may struggle with having hope. So we want to sell out, selling out our mind to the word of God. We want to just basically where this is a time of quarantine. The one thing we don't want to do is quarantine ourselves away from hope. And that is where God is just coming in. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Amen. Uh, so Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desired fulfillment is a tree of life. So Jesus, I thank you that I present your word, your way, that you'll be honored. You'll be glorified in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Whenever hope is missing, that begins to sicken the heart. And there's almost nothing more dangerous than having a sick heart. It's one of those areas where you cannot even uh, maybe have a medicine for it other than put your hope back in Christ, put your hope back in the spirit of God and say, God, I know you've got me. I know you're in control. So I want to make sure I am keeping my eyes on Jesus. So the area of hope will come under attack at any times, but especially during these times. These are the times, the area of hope, like from becoming hopeless, you go to the grocery store, they've wiped out the shelves and like it's panic and everything's over. And, and Jesus will, will just speak to your heart and says, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. And I will always be there. And so, Father, I just pray that folks begin to turn to you in a mighty way and in a way that just says, God, I know you're going to take me through. You brought me out of darkness into your marvelous light. I know you can bring us through this current situation. So any form of attack, it is easier when there's nothing around to stop it. So if your defense for becoming uh, not becoming hopeless is to, f to put your hope in Christ and put the word in you, put it in there, let it dwell in you, let it be there in you. And therefore, when these things begin to attack, you populate your hope, you get around your hope, don't scatter your hope, bring it back in. And, and even at times where you watch folks who believe and they just say, you know what, I give up, I'm quitting. No, you come back and you say, God, I thank you for giving me a destiny. I thank you for giving me a call. I thank you for giving me a purpose. I believe in you, so I'm going to keep my hope. I refuse to let this anxiety storm me, fear storm me, doubt storm me. I'm going to trust God. One statement we say as we're traveling all over and speaking to kids, uh, one thing that will go this little statement of a man can go 40 days without food, four days without water, but only four seconds without hope you know four seconds put that hope in you hope enjoy what god is doing in colossians 1 27 christ is the hope of glory the hope of glory you got jesus man it, no matter what's going wrong i mean jesus fed five thousand with with fish and bread and he just blessed it and broke it and, and gave and gave and gave how much more would he give to us? How much more will he take care of us? And, and I'm not telling you to take this lightly. I'm telling you to take God heavily. I'm telling you to take the mighty hand of God that, that God is greater than anything coming against you. God is greater than anything that has come your way, that he is faithful to the end. And that's the rejoicing of God. That's, that's the great peace and preciousness of God, that the hope of glory resides in me. And I, like the enemy can't steal 
your salvation. He can't take it from you, but he can distract you. You can't keep you distracted. Situations can keep you distracted. So we, we turn to God. I'm, I've got eternity. If God can pull us from death, hell, and a grave, how much more can he pull us out of this current situation? He saved us. He brought us. He put us in position to be in heaven with him for eternity. So this unfavorable circumstances has no chance against God. One of our favorite verses we say here is Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? Hope. That's populate your hope. Every time something comes against you, remind that thing, God is on my side. And remind yourself, God is on your side. My, my wife, Rita, is a very positive person, and, and she's constantly talking about hope and, and prayer, and, and even to, to a point to where she will continually encourage no matter what is facing her, no matter what she's going through. And I am truly blessed to have her because she reminds me even that we are not out of hope. We are always there. Hope is there. That word hope deferred, when you see that in the scriptures, it means unrelenting disappointments. Now, I've traveled all over and been meeting with kids. There are some kids that have just gone through some things. A lifetime I heard before, the, before they even get the age of the third grade, they have gone through so much and they've seen so much to the point to where it, it's like the enemy tries to get to them early. Now, I will say this to you and them as well as when I speak to them is that they are valuable. They have a plan. They have a purpose. They have a reason for being here. That hope of Christ goes through them. And though I can't preach in schools, the elementary kids, they are so honest and they're brutally honest as well. But they will come and they will ask just specific questions. Mister, do you think I can be better? Do you think after all the abuse I've been through, do you think I'm going to make it? And I tell you, absolutely you will. Absolutely you can make it. Well, my parents never say that. I said, well, I'm saying it to you. So take my word. You can make it. You can overcome. As to any adult out there that's feeling hopeless and ready to give up, I tell you, grab a hold to the word of God. Allow God to strengthen you and rise you up and make sure that you stand alone that my God has got me. Hope deferred. Think about hope being deferred that it goes through so many different things of, in our life where, man, I just become hopeless. Maybe there was abuse. Maybe there was something that went wrong. Maybe it's a situation like this. Maybe you're on your way and you just become hopeless. But God says, don't let it make your heart sick. Don't allow it to make you sick in your heart because then you're now looking at something deeper than just your situation. Now it's starting to attack what you really are and what you believe. So hope becomes discouraged when your desires are disorganized. Now, we've been saying this for quite some time. Uh, people pray, give God, and he says this, God will give you the desires of your heart. And people say, God's going to give me what, what I want. And as we've been saying, God will give you what to want. And sometimes if you don't know what to want, you can pursue things that's not wanted by God in your life. And so God, that's our prayer. God, show me what to want. To help me pursue what's godly. To help me pursue what you would have for my life. Because I don't want to want things that doesn't add up to me wanting you more than anything else. Child, all of us with children, our children have asked for things that they wanted, but it wasn't what they needed. All right, God knows when we hear that verse, God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glories in Christ Jesus. And so God will supply you with what you need. And it may not look like what you want, but God knows that's what you need. So put your desires in order. God organized my desires and a call for them to be arranged for God's purpose and, and will we'll restore hope. 
In uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 25 through 31, uh, Paul and Silas, you know, they, they go and, you know, they get locked up. They're in jail. They go through these times. And it, it talks about that when they were in this, in this time, in jail, in prison, right, in, in a bad situation, the Bible says they prayed and they began to sing hymns to God. They didn't complain about the problem. They sing to God. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves to go to God instead of looking at the circumstances. It's to God that I'm going to go to. And they prayed in prison. The, the other prisoners were listening to them, right? Some, sometimes that I think the best message we can give the world around us is what we give unto God not when we just give our own personal opinion. It said, suddenly a strong earthquake shook the foundation of the prison. At once, all the doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, presuming that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul called out in a loud voice, do not harm yourself. We are all here. Calling for lights, the jailer rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. So God didn't shake the prison for them to run away. Yeah, that had to be their prayer, or prayer right? God, get us out of here, right? Get me out. He shook the prisons, broke the chains, opened the doors, for them to stay. Isn't that amazing? Like, what are we asking for and why are we asking and what we're going to do with it? When God really answers the prayer, it is not to run away from it. It's to stand and deliver what's around you. And there are many times, right, many people leave things because of a shaking. When God wants us to recognize that the freedom from him is stronger than running from the problem. Freedom in Christ is stronger than running away from it. It, it, it. Our marriage is going through a shaking. Our children going through a shaking. Well, once God shakes things, that's the time to reach them. That's the time to step in and say, God, thank you for shaking this situation. Thank you for shaking my spouse. Thank you for shaking me, shaking my children. But by all means, that is not the time to run. That's the time to turn and present salvation. God is saving things in the house when there's that great of a shaking going on. Whatever you do, don't run. Go back and say, God, I want to reach what you've called me to reach. So when people leave things, God wants us to recognize that freedom in him is stronger. We are not trapped on a job or in a marriage, but in every place declare, here I am to worship. You know, in our giving time, and I know I kind of went through it a little bit quick. One of the things we, we make in our giving time is an act of worship. God, I, I surrender to you. It's my sacrifice. I surrender unto God. I just, I surrender. You're my God. I sacrifice everything I am to you. No matter what I've earned on this job, I want to make sure you're a part of it, right? Because I could do nothing without Christ. I can do nothing. I, I cannot do anything. I'm not that good. But with Jesus, all things are possible. So Paul and Silas worship and remain to bring the jailer to salvation. It is tragic to think. And, I, and as I was writing this, I remember just getting I'm borderline emotional. It is tragic to think how many people have ran away when God had made room to save those in the house. 
How many folks split up when the children were right there to be saved, right there to be reached because things got shaken up, but they ran instead of said, no, we're all here and we're all going to make it. We make that, that, that clear statement, I am not running, I'm going to stand and I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord. It's the same thing Moses had to tell the people, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. And they're like, the, 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 the Egyptians are coming after us, they're chasing us. And he said, stand still, watch God do this. And I would say this to any couple, any family, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. Populate hope. I married you for a reason, I married you to stay. We have, a, we have a running statement. That's a true statement for Pastor Rita and I in our marriage. I told her when I married her, divorce not option. It's not option. You leave, I'm going with you. Me and all the kids, will pack up together, and we're just committed to each other. Now, that means I have to grow as a man. I have to grow as a leader in a household that I don't want her to ever feel trapped. But by all means, we're going to come together and see God work this out for his good. We love to quote Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good for those who love him. We love that verse. However, we don't stick around for the good that's being worked. Sometimes what's good that needs to be worked takes a lot of time. All of this, this, this time of setting up even this moment, and we've been in our own little place, and, and my oldest son said to me, isn't it amazing that it took a virus for us to start stepping out and doing things online? Like, how long were we going to wait if something didn't propel us? Looking for something to say, hey, look, let's take another step instead of crawling into a hole and crawling into a ditch and just saying, I give up, I'm done. He says, look at what we're able to do at this point. So I, I can't afford, I can't afford to just run a pray and pray for myself, only there may be a life at stake that I've been, I've been, I've been believing God to save that needs me to stand in faith over. Think about that. Someone was, I, it just, it just, it, it's amazing to me, and I'm thinking about schools I've been to, how many kids like, wish they had their fathers there, wish they had someone there, wish they had someone there that didn't run out on them, right, and didn't go. And, and this simple little thing that I do is I sweat a lot, so I'm going to wipe for you guys just for the sake of the cameras, but I carry a towel with me even when I do public speaking, right? Elementary kids are so honest, and they always ask me, they'll go, uh, mister, at the end, I do something silly. I ask them if they have any questions. They go, mister, are you a preacher? Now they ask, so I get to answer. And I go, yes. They go, I knew it. I go, what made you think I was a preacher? Because you're carrying a towel. It got nothing to do with what I just said, but it's just because I carry a towel. And, and one little boy stopped me. And he, was, he was second grader, and, and the, the counselor had already told me before I got there. She told me, this is the one you're going to have a problem with, right? You think about it, anyone has a kid like that. Now, I was the kid everybody had problems with. But he came up to me at the end, and he said, Mr., my grandmother told me she was praying for God to send someone to speak over me today. And I said, young man, your grandmother is powerful. Do not miss the opportunity to pray over your children. Now, I know they're home with you right now, but when they do go back out, don't miss the opportunity for them to get under the right voice, an anointed voice, a spirit-led voice to speak over them and encourage them. And I asked him, what was he going to do about it? He said, sir, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. Now, second grade, he said, now, I can't fix everything at once, but I'm going to get better. And as much as that is a powerful conversation, little kid's going to be the little kid, he then asked me and said, sir, what happened to your hair? And I went, leave me alone. We're good, 
right? These kids are awesome in the fact that they will be honest. If adults, as we come around to being honest, it changed his hope that he could be a good student because she prayed. Now, they've been sending him to counseling. They've been sending him to all other places. But because his grandmother prayed and God delivered, now, from what I've heard, he hasn't been in any trouble all year long. Think about that. She didn't run. She didn't give up. She didn't let go. When things were shaken, she didn't let go. She goes, this is a time to save. This is a time to reach. I, I can't afford to run. I've got to stand. So don't just run the isolations, but pray that the loss is populated with Jesus, the hope of glory. Give them hope. It's like I wake up and, and whatever it is, whatever may be happening, it's amazing that uh, people are fighting for paper products, right? How much more should the body of Christ be fighting to pray, fighting to worship, fighting to get into the word, fighting to believe that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think? How much more should we stand in line to worship? Watch them stand in line for paper products. How much more should that propel us to get before God and say, Father, I pray for a surplus. I pray for people to hunger and thirst for you after your righteousness as they stand in line for products let them get the great greatness of God in 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 8 through 10 three times the apostle Paul he's praying he says three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me you've been asking and asking God take this away Paul was, uh, from what we could see, was a good guy, right? A good guy. That's, that's usually what gets us in trouble when we think we've been so good. Why can anything bad happen to me? Uh, let me give you a secret. The very fact that you're being good means that you're going to come under some form of attack. So don't give up. Don't give in. Just run to God. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness, Therefore, I will not boast all the more gladly, I will, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest on me. That is why, for the sake of Christ, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. What am I strong in? So I'm not any physically stronger. I'm strong because I realize when I am weak, I can't lean on anybody but Christ. By the way, no matter what your state of body is, you have to lean on Christ anyway, you know? But it seems like when things break us is when we want to reach out the most. Seems like when things are not going our way. Now, again, we want to make reaching out to Christ a lifestyle, not a moment, right? We, don't, we, want, to make it a, we want to make it part of our daily life. So grace will outlast pain, and the favor of God through grace gives us hope no matter what is happening to us. Grace said, my grace is sufficient. Paul is praying about pain. Paul is praying about, take this thing away from me. Take this distraction. Take this hurt. Take whatever it is away from me. And God comes back, my grace is sufficient, right? By grace are you saved. Paul, I know this thing's bothering you, but don't forget, you're going to spend eternity with me. I know things don't look well, but don't forget, you got something great. It's amazing. It's scary, right? With people busy looking for what's next, they don't enjoy what's now. I want to take this opportunity that's been around my household and been around the time. Don't take this as an opportunity to fight. Take this as an opportunity to pray over your house and, and build up the kingdom of God in your house. 
and declared that this is the house. This is for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. We will not serve getting frustrated and tired of each other. Amen. We will not serve being bitter and upset. We will serve the Lord in this place. So this grace shows up, right? I love it. Love it. Grace showed up, saved us, delivered us, set us free, showed up when we were showing out. All right, Romans 8, 5, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us and delivered us, right? We were showing out, grace still showed up. And amazing that we honestly know that the love of God and the love of Christ doesn't wait for you to do good to save you. He says, I'm good. I'm saving you when you call on me. It's powerful. It's powerful. There's no good I can do to get to heaven. I can respond to the good that's been given to me, but there's no good I can do to get to heaven. He said, they're showing out, but I'm still going to show up. Does it matter will be answered when we realize that we do matter. Does it matter if I serve God? Does it matter if, if I'm kind to people? Does it matter if I'm polite? Does it matter if, if, I, if, I, if I do all the things I need? Yes, because you matter. You got to realize that you matter. When you realize you matter, yes, it does matter does matter if I'm encouraging to my wife and my kids. It does matter because I matter, and that makes them matter. And when we get into the matter, Jesus gave his life for the man, for, for the man to matter in eternity. Jesus said, because it matters to me. I, you matter to me enough, so I'm going to give you eternity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come, and I'm going to die on a cross because you matter. You absolutely matter. So does it matter? Yes. Does it matter if you pray? Yes. Does it matter if you worship? Yes. Does it matter if you believe? Yes, because you matter. And God put that in us and delivered us to be able to help others, right? G Genesis 12, 2. We're blessed to be a blessing. Love it. Love it. You're going out to the stores and don't get mad. Don't get in the line and act like everybody else. A believer, you should show that you're different. There should be some difference between the way you act and the way they're acting. There should be a whole difference. So if it's the last roll of tissue, give it. Mm, right? You're like, mister, you don't even know, right? That's okay. God does. One of the things that we learn about Jesus, Jesus says, forgive like he forgives. And that's a struggle for people. Because if, we've let, if God forgives us the way we forgive others, I pray that we're doing it God's way, right? Because we don't want to take the hope from someone by holding something against them. That hope can be stolen when we, when we live in unforgiveness. I just thought I'd share that with y'all. Look at this. Numbers, chapter 16, verse 47 through 48. One of the first verses learned in, in, in ministry that this was, this was one of the ones that, that stuck with me the most. Um, Aaron, Moses had given Aaron some instructions. So it said in verse 47, so Aaron took the censer as Moses had ordered and ran into the midst of the assembly and seeing that the plague had begun among the people, he offered the incense and made atonement for the people. He stood between the living and the dead, and the plague was stopped. Stood between the living and the dead. Think about that. We're dealing with a virus, right? I'm not saying these are one and the same, but we're dealing with a virus. People have died. This man of God was given instructions to go run and stand in between the living and the dead, and the dying stopped, all right? I'm giving this to all you believers. Here's your call. The power of intercession stops destruction and protects life. 
It stops destruction. You run in there and say, I believe that my God is stopping this virus right now. I believe that life will continue to go forward right now in the name of Jesus. All men, we declare, shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. He ran in there. The dying stopped. Stand in the gap. One of the things we learned is that a lot of people know how to point at the gap. Very few know how to stand in it. We've got to learn to stand in the gap. And not just point at, the, point at the problem. As we pray over this current situation, believe right here, God, I pray that the, the, the last, whoever's passed away, that's the last one. And I believe from now on people are going to live and not just live, but live whole, healthy, and well. They're going to be blessed. The elderly, I declare blessed, healed in their bodies. I'm standing in the middle and standing for what they may not know. They may not even know how to pray. There's maybe people that don't even know, don't even know Christ, but you're going to stand in the middle and the dying is going to stop. I believe hope is restored to the truth of Jesus and our land will be healed. So we don't just suit up. We have to show up. Anybody can wear a costume, but can we show up and let the spirit of God consume us to do his will. We show up, we stand in the gap for our nation, and we believe that our God is going to bring us through. That no, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Populate your hope. Go get in the word of God. Find verses. Populate. Bring a crowd around. I know we're quarantined. I know we're supposed to stay six feet away, but your hope doesn't have to. Your hope doesn't have to move in. Let it crowd you. Let it come around you. Let it completely surround you and, and storm in and just come in and, and just and infect you like never before. And I believe that the hope of God is going to deliver you from any type of frustration and, and just depression. I believe you're being built up now. In Jesus' name, amen. I would like for you all just to bow your heads in prayer as we want to close out our service. And I thank you guys our first time doing this. Just rejoicing in Christ. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I thank God for him restoring hope. Pray over specific things marriages maybe someone's on their way out the door and father I just come against that form of hopelessness in the name of Jesus pray Lord God for households that have been shaken that there won't be an attitude to cut and run it could be that between these two adults their children are now primed to be saved Prime to be born again. Prime to hear that they matter. Father God, I thank you for healing heart. I pray for you to protect emotions. I thank you, Lord Jesus. What you've joined together, let no man pull apart. Father, I thank you for your love just to come in in a mighty and powerful way that this hopelessness will not be passed down from generation to generation. And Father, I thank you that we take this shaking as an opportunity to say, we have not run. We are all here. What a great word. What a great message. We are all here. I'm, you're still here. You're still in place. And what must my household do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
as I pray this prayer over you, if you do not know Jesus, if you've never accepted him in your heart, I just pray that you receive Jesus this morning. As the Bible is clear. It says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Jesus died and he rose from the grave. His word cannot lie. Be born again. Would you receive Christ? Father, we just pray. We pray for all of our believers out there that's running in to stand and say the dying stop. Not just from this virus, but the dying emotionally stop. The dying, Father God, from feeling like I'm not getting anywhere. I pray, Father God. I pray that it stops. Begin to resurrect hearts. Begin to resurrect minds. Begin to resurrect emotions. And Father, we just pray as a church body, believe as Pastor Rita and I believe over our entire nation, that our God is faithful. We humble ourselves and we pray and we believe for our land to be healed, Lord God. You are our healer. I thank you, Jesus, for those who are out and, and, and hurting. I lift them up, Father God, that they receive the hope of Jesus. And begin to just receive. God, I thank you for revealing to me not all is lost, that there's something left. And I'm going to make it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen.